Welcome to a double shot of branding podcast. We're two brand and web designers who have a passion for all things business design and entrepreneurship. We're here to chat about the highs and lows of owning your own business, the importance of brand design, and how to manage it all. Let's dive in. Welcome back to a double shot of branding. I am one of your hosts, Michelle. And I'm Katie. And today we are talking about how to use conceptual projects to attract dream clients. So this episode is going to be more for the designers listening, but it also could be applicable to other types of businesses as well. So a conceptual project, what we mean by that is a project that involves a fake client. So for designers, this would mean designing a brand for a company or brand that does not exist yet. Um, and something that's just like a fun project to do on the side. So that would be, um, if you've been following me on Instagram, you might've seen some of the fun projects that I've done. I did a bourbon library type of bar. Um, I don't know, maybe like six months ago. And then I also did a winery a long time ago. And these were just fun projects for me to appeal to an ideal clientele, but also just to work on something that I've never worked on before. Have you done any, uh, conceptual projects, Kaden? Um, I have, I did a hair salon a while ago. Um, I haven't had much time recently. Oh, your Bohemian logo. Wasn't that a fake project? Yeah, that was. So I had a pin. I have had a few pins from kind of conceptual projects go viral. Um, And one of those, yeah, was a a hair salon. And it's like, it's everywhere on Pinterest. I see all the time, which is really cool. But it's not a real brand. (laughs) It was inspired because I had a presentation where I was trying to explain the importance of branding. And I used an example of kind of like a bad logo and that just had a lot of stuff going on in it. And I liked the name. So I was like, you know, I I have some cool ideas for this. So I kind of switched it up and created the logo to present to them to show, okay, like when you're looking at these two, which one do you think are, is going to um, cost more money, be more high end, have a more, you know, better client experience, you know, et cetera. And like, hands down, it was the one that I like redid. So conceptual projects can be really influential um, to kind of convince people to work with you. And they are super great if you are just starting out and you don't have really clients to put on your um, portfolio. Yeah, I think conceptual projects are good for explaining what your value could be to a potential client. So if you come up with like three to four, like really awesome conceptual projects, I don't see any reason why somebody wouldn't want to pay you, you know, more than a couple hundred dollars for a logo. I think another Um, misconception too, is people think that they have to put every single project that they work on in their portfolio. And we honestly recommend to our clients that you don't, we recommend that you like hone it down. Of course, you know, do like a blog post or, you know, do a post about it and share it. But on your actual like portfolio page, like you don't have to link every single project you work on, especially if it's not, you know, ones that you liked really. <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. Cause I don't have any fun fake projects on my website portfolio at all, but I really like the ones that I did. So I should put those on there. Yeah. You should add them on there for sure. Yeah. But there are like, back to what you're saying, there are a handful of projects that I've worked on, which are not 
my favorite for various reasons, but mostly because, um, the client like wanted me to design something that I didn't really agree with, but I went ahead and did it anyways. And so those are projects that are not on my website. Um, but you can kind of curate your, your website to what you want it to be to attract who you're trying to attract because your, your website is really your storefront for your potential clients and your audience. And it's what's going to get you clients and get you the consult calls. Um, and so that's why having conceptual projects is a great idea, especially if you're just starting out and you have, haven't worked with anybody yet, or maybe you've only worked with, you know, two or three people. And so your website portfolio is looking really bare. I think that's such a great way to dive into getting your first client is to create those projects, um, and create them for brands that you really have an interest in, or maybe creating them by a design type of niche. Um, so maybe it's not like, Hey, I only want to work with hair salons. Maybe you're like, I want to explore different types of design styles. So maybe you, you know, try and figure out what your design style is, whether that be like bright, um, bright and like bold or clean and modern, whatever that may be, like just playing around with, different design techniques and like just like different and fun things in illustrator as well. I think you'd be surprised about is going to end up being like the best design. Yeah. So like whatever you love or passionate about or wish a project you wish you could work on, like those are the projects that are going to turn out really cool because a, you don't have a client telling you, eh, I don't, you know, I don't like this yeah. I don't like that, and kind of forcing you to do a design that you don't really like, you know, you can literally choose the best design that is your favorite and use that. And there's no deadlines. So you can no, like, yeah, really no just deadline. let your creativity go. <laughs> yes. I think sometimes our projects, when Katie and I were just talking about this offline yesterday, that sometimes us having deadlines, like while they're really great, I feel like they can limit creativity. what, yeah, they can limit creativity in a way. Like I, I texted her yesterday. I wish sometimes I could have projects that would allow me to work on them for three months and just like go back and visit them when I feel like it. It's really, really hard to describe that a creative cannot just like sit down and pump out something super quickly. Like we need time away and like time to take breaks and get inspiration like outside in the world and then come back and revisit the project in like small segments. It's just so hard being a creative, whether yes, you have a creative, I mean, it's just like, you're constantly having to reinvent the wheel and constantly think about and create like every single thing that you have to do every single day. But I think that they're, again, they're just so great because they can show your ideal clientele that you know what you're doing and that you can design them the brand of their, your dream because you have all these other beautiful projects that prove that. And it also gives you credibility and gives you confidence and something to talk about on console calls. I think confidence is huge because the more that you're confident in your skills, the more that's going to show up when you are doing your initial console calls with people. I remember years ago being like so scared when I would get on a console call, like, oh my God, what is this person going to say? How like, am I going to say? I can yeah. do this. Like, even if I've never done this type of project before, how do I 
how do I show my expertise? Because that's a big thing too. Sometimes clients are like, um, they want somebody specifically who's done a bunch of projects in that industry. And yes, while that like irks me helpful. so much. Yeah, it is super helpful in some sense, in some sense, but for the most part, like it doesn't matter what type of business you have, like a designer can create something for you as long as it meshes with like their overall style. Yeah. I think style is so, is like the number one key ingredient here when picking a designer. And for some reason it gets a little bit lost in translation. Like some people are like, well, have you ever worked with somebody who sells like balloons? I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I haven't, but that doesn't mean I can't like design something for you. <laughs> But I can see how a potential client would want to see your experience in that industry as well. Yeah. So I can see it from both sides for mm -hmm. sure. But, you know, as designers, we're like, yeah, I can design something for you so long as what you want is like within my style, which is another reason why it's important to have some sort of portfolio for clients to go and look at as well, because you definitely don't want to run into the instance of working with somebody, they hire you, they pay you the down deposit and everything. And then you're in the project and you're like, wow, I really can't design what this client wants because it's just totally not my style. Um, and this has happened to me before years ago. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm like too deep into this now. Like I've yeah, got to push through gotta and like... figure out what to do. <laughs> yeah. You just have to, and it's hard. Yeah. Handle it and try to find using conceptual projects can definitely help you weed out some of these people for sure. Like if you have started to distinguish a certain design style for your work, um, it can help, it can help you with matching yourself with good clients that are going to be fun projects and everybody's going to be happy all around. Yeah. It's also a good time to change your style, design style. If you've kind mm -hmm. of been feeling like what you have been de designing isn't, you know, what you want it to be. The conceptual projects are a great time to start experimenting and playing with that and your creative style and kind of just seeing what comes out. I think it takes a few years for everybody to kind of establish their design style. Um, it's not usually something that just happens right away. And so doing those projects can really give you time to, you know, play around with it and also play around with other, um, design things that you create for your clients. So like a lot of times clients will literally just purchase the package, the base pa package that is like branding and a website. And then the branding comes with, you know, like a business card and like a note card. And then they don't really do any of the other things like packaging or shipping boxes or anything else like that. So that's also a time where you can kind of start designing other things. So you can also show them, Hey, like you can do, I can help you with more than just, you know, the branding and the website from the get-go. Like there's other things I can help you with down the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like to include a bunch of mock-ups in my brand presentation to my clients um, so that they can see the potential of like, if we continue this relationship after the logo design, what this would look like. So I'll do like business card mock-ups, website, homepage mock-ups, flyer mock-ups, brochure mock-ups, stuff like that. So that the intent is that they see this during the brand presentation. They're like, damn, this girl can design. Like I'm going to hire her after we finish the brand design together. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, just something to keep in mind when you do start working with clients yeah, doing, um, conceptual projects, like to 
to work on packaging and all those other fun things, I think is really important too, because like I would find myself stuck in, let's say I'm working with like five to six clients over the span of a couple of months and they just purchased brand design. Like that's all that I was focusing on. And I feel like you kind of start to lose like that fun element of your business when you're not working on some of those extended type of projects like stickers, tissue paper, box design, label designs, like all that stuff is like really fun to me. And I think it really, really elevates the brand and like expands upon it. And a Mm -hmm. lot of clients, unfortunately, don't have the money to continue that brand relationship. So I think showing that in conceptual projects, especially in your portfolio, can really like start to elevate your brand and start to attract more high-end customers who are and would be willing to pay for these add-ons. Yeah, that's a really great point, actually. Besides doing conceptual projects to attract your ideal client um, and work on your creative skills, I think it's also a good time. Like maybe you're in a slow period of business. You can use some of these conceptual projects that you're working on to help you with creating marketing content for other areas of your business. So a lot of times, if you don't have a lot of clients going on, you're like, well, what else can I work on to try and attract more clients to my business? Whether that be YouTube tutorials, blog posts, reels, TikToks, et cetera. Um, I like to use the slow period of time in my business to work on the value that I can bring to your audience. So let's say you're working on a fun conceptual project. You could videotape yourself working on the project or show behind the scenes footage of that, create a reel or a TikTok out of that, which could maybe, you know, bring more awareness to your brand, bring more followers, potentially bring you a client. Like there's a lot of stuff that you can use um, for this one piece of content and stretch it you know, to other areas of the business to help you out as well. Try and focus on, in those slow periods of business, try and focus on like, what else can I do to move the needle a little bit? And yeah, some of those conceptual projects will totally help you with a lot of those avenues that we just discussed. These conceptual projects that you're putting out there, like could literally bring in your highest paying client to date. Yeah, for sure. Um, And if you are a designer listening to this episode, make sure you check out our burnout episode that we mentioned. We also have a few other designer-specific episodes, like how to kneel down your ideal client, um, how to manage a client project from start to finish, how to simplify your social media strategy, and more. So make sure you check those out and listen to some of our other episodes, especially from season one of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in 